Hello and welcome to Journey to the East. My name is Joshua Fay, and for the last 10 years, I've had a question that's been bouncing around in my head. Just what the hell was the name of that show? So this all started one day when my dad brought home a DVD box set of a Chinese TV show. This show had everything. Action, had romance, heartbreak, and beautiful scenery. Well, my family and I loved this show. Brought us all closer together and gave us a great appreciation for foreign films and TV. Unfortunately, this was a borrowed DVD set and we had to return it after we had finished watching it. We've never been able to find it again since. But at least once a year, my family discusses it and we always come back to the same question. Just what the heck is the name? Now, with the memory of that show, nothing more than a faint whisper, I've decided to embark on a quest to find it. So join me as I set out on this journey to the east. Now, in the last episode, we got a vague idea about the show, and how my family came across it, and why it was so important to us. But this time, let's see if we can get some more clear details about the plot and what it's actually about. So, without further ado, I'm going to call up my sister, who I think will probably remember more of this show than I do. So let's give her a call. Hey, sis. Hi, guys. So let's dive right in. I think today's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but we'll get a lot of clues in there to help us find the direction that we need to go to get this show. First question that I have for you, Felicity, is what do you remember about this show? I remember bits and pieces. Like, I remember all the actors' faces, um, a few scenes, mm -hmm. like the hang gliding and the rocks were pretty cool. See, already you've remembered more than I did. All right, so on the last episode, the only thing that I could remember was that there were two siblings or people that could have been family friends that were separated at birth. Uh, one grew up in Mongolia, and he was um, he was good-natured but kind of dumb. And then the other guy was raised in the city, and he was smart but kind of evil. And that's it. That's all I remember about this show, other than like some martial arts stuff. See, I remember quite a bit, but that happens with most of the TV shows and the books I read. I can remember that. I cannot remember anything for an actual school test you fucking hand me. But I can tell you the plot <laughs> line of the fucking Chinese series we watched 10 years ago. I can't tell you how to <laughs> Okay, so do you remember anything about plot progression or how things went from a, from the beginning to the end? I can give you a premise for like the first episode. Somewhat. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, so you've got the good-natured fucking idiot. I'm sorry, he's he's adorable in the show, but he the character's a bit of a dunce. And then you have yeah. the guy who was raised in the palace as a prince, and his mother was basically kidnapped there. And she lives in a tiny house on the property, refuses to set foot in the palace, and her son doesn't know why he's a spoiled little prat. Okay. And Off to a strong start. Strong start. <laughs> and, like, the mother of the good-natured one tells him about his father and his best friend and how they died and she doesn't know what happened to mm -hmm. her best friend, which was the other guy's wife. 
Uh, but yeah, the good nature one goes out, I think, to find out what happened. Or I, I don't think it was revenge. I, I'm really unclear okay. on that. <laughs> uh, and then he runs into like the daughter of this huge kung fu master, and she's okay. like, "You're a, f- you're just really special, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really cool because she goes on to have her own pretty awesome storyline. I'm okay. not sure if you want me to dive into that. I mean, as much as you can remember, go for it. I'll, we'll try and make sense of it. Well, he runs into her and they end up traveling together, but um, the bad prince at the time, like a traveling circus or performers come to the palace and he really likes one of the girls and is basically like, I'm going to follow my stepdaddy's tradition of kidnapping people because <laughs> that seems okay. to work great for him. All right. This is this is kind of bringing back some of the show for me. Um, all right, sorry to interrupt. Huge, Keep going. Huge middle gap. Like I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm the simple boy's traveling companion. I know, like she becomes the king of the beggars, which okay. is like pretty cool. It's huge company. Be- all right. She has a, She right. basically becomes like, I am the head thief. I have an information network now. It's like that. That oh, is okay. my goals right there. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So that's that's uh, yeah yeah more than I remember about the show. Um. So next question: Why do you think that this show had such an impact on you, me, mom, and dad when we watched it? I think it was partially how mom and dad raised us. I mean, we were going through a huge watching foreign films and TV shows phase. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, it was well written show. The storyline was great. And we all, yeah. we used to race each other home to watch this. Yeah. Even though we can't remember it 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was really awesome show. And mm-hmm. I, don't know, I mean, we, we all still watch uh, foreign films today. We enjoy them. I don't know. I think we actually identified with the characters more than any of the TV shows that were currently coming out. Yeah, that's fair. I think this was like right before the huge DC Marvel TV boom. Yeah, it was kind of right at the beginning of that time because Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, came out in 2008. And we watched this TV series 2010, 2011. Somewhere in there. So it was right before the first Avengers film. Yeah, and it was right before the first season of Arrow came out. Yeah. So, yeah, so in that time, and we didn't have, like I said in the last episode, we didn't have, you know, cable or network TV at home. And so, like, we didn't get a lot of, you know, what was on mainstream TV. So when we got this TV series, it was, A, like some of the, you know, new content for us to watch, but like it was also, I think, more well written than what a lot of the shows that my peers were watching at the time. Yeah, it was a well written drama series, and I mean, the storyline was fantastic. Absolutely. And I know we've spent a lot of time over the years trying to Google <laughs> things about the show to try and find it again. And I spent, I spent days um, over this this past Christmas trying to trying to just Google, just Google anything I could remember about the show. And what I 
ended up Googling was too specific and too broad <laughs> in the same same sentence. So I, I, at first, like my first phrase that I put into Google was, you know, Chinese martial arts fighting show, comma, guy raised in Mongolia. <laughs> Didn't get any results back on that one. Go figure. Um, uh, mine, mine were not any better. You want to know what you get when you Google dude pulls boulder with hookster shoulder? <laughs> Nothing good. I probably don't click on the images tab on that one. Uh, no, no. I, I, I felt sorry <laughs> for my, the poor dude monitoring my computer that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. FBI agent. Um. <laughs> it wasn't any better when you put in girl becomes beggar king. Oh, no. No, I'm sure that I got some weird results in there. It did, but, but the list of Chinese TV shows that have that as a subplot are just ridiculous. Yeah, which which brings me to a phrase which helped me narrow down my search for the show. Um, so we know that this show has a lot of martial arts in it, and it's kind of like supernatural martial arts in there, right? Because um, in the in the title sequence at the very end. A vivid image that I have is a skull comes up on on the screen and then like three like magic mm -hmm. bolts of energy, you know, shoot through the forehead of the skull from the back to the front. And so I was trying to, I was Googling, I was like, all right, what is magic kung fu, <laughs> you know, called? <laughs> and I ended up at the word uh, wuxia, uh, which hopefully I'm saying that correctly. It's In English, it's written W-U-X-I-A. Uh, and this is a noun. It's a, a genre of Chinese fiction or cinema featuring uh, warriors of ancient China, often depicted as capable of superhuman feats of martial arts, which to a T, I think, describes the show. Yeah, you had frog magic. I remember a dude riveting as he shot poison at enemies. <laughs> yeah, now that you've said that, that just brought back all those images. I hadn't remembered that up until this point. That's awesome. <laughs> But where that led me next was Googling Chinese wuxia TV series. And I ended up at the Wikipedia page for it. And it was a list of hundreds or dozens upon dozens at the very least. So I did what any rational human being would do. And I started at the beginning and went through <laughs> <laughs> clicking on links. And so in my, in my search history, I now have... A uh, list of wuxia Chinese TV series, 1983 to present. <laughs> it could be worse. You should see my search history. After yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I feel like I should pay for therapy for the guy watching my computer. <laughs> but so I started. I started going through this list, and one thing became apparent very quickly is that a lot of these series names were in Chinese and when you click on the link for them to get to their page there's no plot description <laughs> so I didn't know what I was clicking on didn't know what the plot was <laughs> couldn't tell any very few of them had an English translation next to it uh, so that was super super frustrating and for the longest time I couldn't find anything but what what other magical or wuxia elements from the show can you remember besides the poison guy and the energy bolts going through the skull? Simple dude's traveling companion. They go to her dad's island. He's a big deal. Mm -hmm. 
everybody's completely terrified him because of the martial arts he's mastered. Uh huh. And him and I guess his um brother in the show, the evil prince dude, are trying mm-hmm. to win his traveling companion's hand in marriage. And I just vividly remember this dude like breaking out of food and playing. And it looks like it's killing them. They're like sitting here trying to meditate so it doesn't kill them. And I'm like, who the hell plays a flute so hard it kills man? <laughs> <laughs> you got to respect that that dedication. Like, I, I need to know that song, please and thank you. Oh yeah, sounds way like, better. Can I knock this. them out? It's just like Pied Piper prays <laughs> and people are falling down to sleep. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, and an interesting point that Mum made yesterday or in the last episode was I think the reason that this show has stuck around in our memories for so long is that it, it brought us all together. And it was this one single focal point that we had where we're there and we're like, we're, we could all talk about the show and we're excited to see what happens next. And it, w- it was a family activity that we could do together. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that it was at a time when Ben wasn't home. Yeah, in my memory, he was there with us. Yeah, I thought he so, was. Yeah, like it, this in 10 years, I always thought that Ben was there and he had watched it, but he, he hadn't. It was, I think it was that first semester that he went to college that we watched it. You know what makes me sad? When we find it, we're not going to be able to see his reaction to the show when he watches it. I know. It's crazy. I'm going to, I'm having, he, he'll be the next guest on the disc three, which will be the next and final episode of this limited series. So I'm, I'm interested to hear his side of things from having to deal with, you know, 10 years of most of his family going crazy, trying to find this thing. <laughs> I, I feel like he should tell us when he's going to watch it and film it because I know his reactions are just going to be so great and slightly over the top. Yeah. And Mom and Dad were saying this yesterday, but um, they're kind of they're kind of hesitant to go back and rewatch it in case it doesn't live up in, to the hype. In case it doesn't live up to the hype that we've you know built it up, you know. But I I and I can't so far. I haven't been able to find it anywhere an actual copy. Yeah, spoiler alert. I do know what the show is called. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's at, I just haven't been able to find the DVD. You know, I was in um, the local Asian market the other day, and they had a DVD section. I didn't even think to check that. That's something I could start doing. Oh, please, please do. And then if you find it, we all need to watch it again. And then okay. we'll, have to send, we'll have to send it to Ben. I, I feel like you should, we should just have an entire like YouTube section of, this is our older brother's reaction to what has been making his family lose his mind for 10 years. <laughs> Well, good news, he does have a YouTube channel. You can check him out. Um, I'll put a link down in the description below. Another thing that mom brought up is that surprise, well, I say surprisingly, but the only other show I think to have this kind of a reaction from the whole family has been The Mandalorian. What about How I Met Your Mother? We used to wait for that season to come out on DVD to buy it. That's true, but I I don't think it's had the same effect on us because that one, yeah, it's kind of a sitcom, you know, you sit down and watch it, whatever. But for The Mandalorian, like, we, like, we're always on top of it, you know, whenever it comes out episode to episode, and we're always like, shut up, shut up, no spoilers, shut up, you know. 
sort of thing. And it's something to talk about in the family. Oh, which um, is very surprising because mom is not a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, she's for years been anti-Star Wars. But, yeah. but I don't know. I guess every once in a while these shows come along and, you know, there's just something to bond over, which I've been thankful for. I know. They're nice. It's nice to text or call your family or just walk up to them mm-hmm. and go, did you see the latest episode? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the main thing I'm trying to chase here, trying to find this TV series, is to to get that feeling of what what I had, you know, when we were all excited and watching it. I know, because we're all all over the place again. And I mean, let's be honest, mm. I'm probably never going to leave the West Coast. All right. All right. So where does that leave us at the end of disc two of Journey to the East? So, so far in our journey, we have a vague idea of what the plot is. And we've come across a term which has helped us narrow down our search. And the only other thing to do is to keep going through that list on Wikipedia <laughs> to see to see if we can find that Wuxia TV series. Ah, yes, where there are no pictures and where I don't remember no their names. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So the logical thing is to... Take the name from Wikipedia, go to YouTube. Take the name from Wikipedia, go to YouTube. And spoiler alert for disc three, that's exactly what I did to find it. So join us next time as we see if we can finally, finally put this thing to rest and figure out what the hell this show was and maybe get a better idea of the plot. So thank you so much for listening and please tune in to the next episode of Journey to the East.